Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Blue Collar Syndicate show. Um, before we get into it, we have our contest still going. It ends April 8th. All you have to do is comment on the video that is floating around. It is from episode 22, and it tells you all the details. All you need is a simple comment saying, I like or listen to the Blue Collar Syndicate. And that's all you need to say in the comment, and you are entered. You'll win a random gift that we have handpicked just for you. So other than that, Albert, how are you doing? Let's get into it. Oh, I'm all right. Just had a long, busy week and excited for the weekend finally. Yeah? Got the time off? Yep. Worked out perfect for me. Hell yeah. So we were we were talking before we were started recording, and we definitely said we needed to stop talking and start recording because it was quite the conversation and reactions, but... It was more, I mean, we've kind of talked about it in the in the past, you know, how Hollywood celebrities and people of, of that nature, their thoughts are a lot different from us, like the disconnect, like we said. Yeah, there's a big, I think there's a big disconnect and not just obviously like Hollywood elites, but even from like podcasters and news people that like you hear him say, that's not what the people think. And then they say exactly what we're not thinking. Mm-hmm. Like they think they know what we're thinking, but they're so disconnected. It's not very accurate. You know, I've heard people like Joe Rogan for as good as he is, you know, he says things like, I don't think people would mind paying more taxes to help with the homeless problem if they were actually doing something about the homeless problem. And granted he's right. You know, a lot of us see it like they get tons of money and the homeless problem gets worse and worse. And, Places like California, the people working on the homeless problem have six-figure salaries and nothing happens because obviously why would they want to fix the problem if they're getting paid that much? But I think he doesn't understand. We don't want to pay more taxes. I think what a lot of us want to see is we want to see people get accountable for the money they're already taking from us. Mm-hmm. Not so much, yeah, I'd pay a little more. No, I don't want to pay any more. I want to see a balanced budget and proof of where all the money you're already taking is going before I even contemplate giving you more. Cause I already feel you're taking way too much. Yeah. Especially when like just normal councils, city councils, town halls, and just Congress in general, they can very easily sign a bill and vote on it in house without our opinion and pay themselves more. Yeah. Stuff like that is super messed up. But a lot of what I see too is like, Uh, There was a guy one time who read off, like he had this big list of all the things that they did government grants and funding for, for colleges. And colleges are a racket themselves. Colleges get all these funds and grants. They also get a bunch of private investments. They also get tuitions. Like there was actually a good argument I heard that says basically between all the government funding they get, we already give away free college. Them collecting tuition is profit. Now, not that I think people shouldn't pay tuition or we should get free college. I think they should take less of my tax money and make the tuition pay the bills, not the profit. Yeah. But he had this list of things that they give government grants for. And he was like, could you imagine if you let the people do like a populist vote on this, how many of these things would not get funded? There was things like $50,000 to some college to study how how people – approach you if your hair's dyed blonde versus dyed black yeah just like the um, the social studies that they do out there you know like you said hair color i've seen studies where people 
they put a, a woman in Times Square wearing a white dress and then then you know a few hours later they put her in a red dress to see how many you know the interaction difference yeah and there's thousands of dollars and he just he had a list of all kinds of insane things that were just like we're, we're paying for this bullshit yeah that doesn't mean ridiculous anything. it's crazy and it was it was an eye-opener for me and that's why i've always come across people may hate it but here in my state where i get to vote i vote no on anything that asks for more money mm-hmm. i don't care if it's schools firefighters, police, highways, all of it. I vote no. And it's not because I don't want to see things get better. It's because I know they're already getting enough money. They're just not using it wisely. They're like the equivalent of a 16-year-old with a credit card that doesn't understand interest rates. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going through it right now. Look at all the banks falling apart. And they're like, I don't understand what's happening. Well, so it happens when you just keep inventing money out of nowhere. And now what? Now people can't actually get real money. Yeah, it's like when they legalized marijuana in the state of Colorado. They said it was going to go towards the schools. I'm sure they've done a lot of stuff for for schools and stuff. Um, but look at the area where we live. I don't how much of I don't see very much money in these schools being built. Obviously, the elementary school down the road got a remodel and an expansion. But I mean, who? What's the show for it? Well, they they they're the epitome of running a company that just robs Peter to pay Paul. From my understanding, what they've done in Colorado is there are supposed to be large portions of that tax revenue going towards schools and highway and roads. Okay. So what they do is they say, oh, yeah, we took, let's say, to make easy numbers, let's say there's $100 in revenue off a of tax. Now, obviously, there's a million times that, but just to make it easy, there's 100 bucks they collect in taxes off of selling pot to people. They take... $40, give it to CDOT. They take $40, give it to the public education system. And then they take the other 20 bucks and spread it amongst a bunch of other little things, police enforcement, firefighters, all that type of stuff. But then what they did is we also have a general budget. So they go, oh, well, they're getting $40 of tax money from the pot. We're going to cut $40 out of the general budget now. So the schools and the roads, their budget really didn't change. They're just getting the same amount of money from a different place. And then they use the general budget for other dumb shit. Like I think the city of Denver was going to spend a couple million dollars on painting bike lanes. Why do you need millions of dollars for painting a bike lane? Well, because they want people to drive less. But my whole thing is I hate cyclists, honestly. You guys are rude. 99.5% 99.5% of you are rude assholes. Now, I've ran into some that are polite and thoughtful, but I don't believe in share the road because I pay an absorbent amount of money for permission to drive on the road that my tax money helps maintain. I don't see bikes with license plates, registrations, insurance. Blinkers that or even them using fucking hand signals. I could give a shit about all that. My whole thing is, you know, my company just had to pay... $2,500 for permission to drive my trucks on the road. Yeah. And then I have to go pay registration fees on my trailers. Then I also have to pay, you know, an IRP apportion fee every year. I pay a lot of money just for the privilege of driving on the road. And then cyclists want to take over the road and don't want to pay anything. Their excuse is, well, I paid for my car. You're not in your car. Like, if that was a logical excuse, I should only have to pay for one of my vehicles and not the other five. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? People want to claim wear and tear and all this shit, but honestly, 
I just don't care. I mean, I know a lot of cyclists will cry and disagree, but it is what it is. There's sidewalks you can share with the pedestrians and those sidewalks were also helped built by motorists, not cyclists. So until I see license plate registration fees, all the same crap I got to pay just for the privilege of using the road, my respect is going to be still at a minimal Mm-hmm. On top of you guys insist on riding in the middle of a fucking lane. Yeah, getting in my way. Yeah. Where I'm bigger than you. You expect traffic to go around you and into impeding traffic for your convenience, you know. If you want to cycle that bad, build a registration system and go build your specific only bike roads next to the main road. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Yeah, it kind of sounds like, um, like, because my dad's a big fisherman, so when he gets his fishing license, it goes you know, for fishing, it goes towards fixing trails. And so he's like, why? Why do I need to pay for hiking trails and ATV trails? I'm fishing. Yeah. I'm in the water. Well, and there's some places I think I've heard about that have, they build in fees into like hiking boots and camping equipment mm-hmm. to kind of help with that. But there's a lot of hunters and anglers who that is a big argument amongst mm-hmm. them is we're, uh, we pay for all these permits and licensing and then the people tearing up the trail are the people that aren't, don't have to pay to use it. Yeah. So there it's should like the homeless people, there should be some kind of thing. But again, back to robbing Peter to pay Paul in Colorado. If you go look at your registration, when you pay your registration fees, unless you specifically ask to opt out, you're already paying like a park and wildlife fee and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. And then they don't tell you this. It's very not well known. And then we go down and buy, you know, parking passes when we already have them technically built into our permit or into our registration fees. So once again, it's it, to me, it's not a more money issue. I want to see more responsibility with the money you have. Mm-hmm. When my household needs something or wants something, we have to figure out how to budget it. Where are we going to cut spending? Where are we going to save it? I don't get to say, well, I want to remodel my kitchen. So I'm just going to pay the mortgage company less and ask for the government to give me some money to cover my mortgage, the government's going to say, I don't care what you want to do with your kitchen, pay your mortgage. Yeah. You know, and that's how I feel about the government, about schools, about all that stuff is, let me see that you're spending the money you're already taking. Like prove to me that you need more because every time I see spending reports, budget shit, all that shit, anytime I even glance at it and I'm a dummy, I can see shit that makes no sense. I always point out, our high school we went to is on the corner of a cornfield. Every classroom in that high school had a 50-inch plasma screen TV in for what? Yeah, yeah, we barely used it. And then it, had, it even had those smart boards. The smart boards were another thing, which... They barely at, even got used. At first, I wasn't against them because only a few teachers had them. But then they got the money to put them in every fucking classroom. And then once again, half or three-quarters of the teachers didn't use them. Mm-hmm. Why did we have to go pay... I think at the time they were like 10 grand a piece. They were pricey mm-hmm. for them to get pushed out of the way so they could keep using the whiteboard. That's all that happened. We had a, we had a, we had two like lunch carts full of laptops. They didn't let anyone use because they were scared kids were going to steal the laptops. So meanwhile, we had 200 laptops that never got used. Yeah. This is all examples of what I'm saying. Show me your budgeting better. You want to give teachers a raise? Go sell some of them flat screen TVs that the only thing they're doing is running the announcements that no one pays attention to. No, I agree. Yeah, m- money should be very well taken care of in a lot in a much more professional and agreeable manner. Oh yeah, especially before they come ask for more. Yeah, because like like I mentioned, my dad where they live, 
they're there's they still live in Adams County, but every year they register. My dad noticed he's like, there's an E470 tax, and for those that are listening, E470 <laughs> is a giant toll road that loops around the Denver metro area. That was supposed to only be tolled until it was paid for, and then it was supposed to be free, but it keeps getting bought by a bunch of foreign companies. Yeah, and they increase toll every year. Yeah, but there's a tax mm-hmm. every year on it. So and then the people not using it are still paying for it. Yeah, like your dad's seen. Yeah, You're my paying- dad. You know, he raised a fit at the DMV or, you know, wherever he was registering his vehicle. He's like, I don't even live anywhere near E-470. Just because I live in the same county means I have to pay for the road that I don't use? That is technically private property owned by a corporation. Yeah. He's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. It's... That's, and it's almost, it's almost at $5 a toll now. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's if you're just in a car. If you have a trailer, it's another $5 per axle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to do it just to piss my boss off. I'd go all the way from Boulder to Centennial on the toll road on after work because i would tell him like it, i mean it's a great road it's very convenient but it's fucking well denver's sucks. getting so bad even there yeah even 470 in the mornings is starting to get jammed up pretty good and you're paying out the ass to use it and then the other thing i hate is they keep upping our taxes to build more roads and then every new lane they add to the interstates is a fucking toll lane look at i-70 they did that i-25 they did that they're talking about doing that on a bunch of other areas 36 those were all levied they increase taxes to build these roads they add these toll roads which have to be paid to use or toll lanes which they have to pay to use anyway and then meanwhile you know like i always love to say go drive i-70 from basically buyers to kansas Kansas, and you'll be lucky to get there with all four of your tires still on your car the road's so bad in 90 percent of it there's a couple a few mile stretches that they finally fixed but it's ridiculous. I drive in the left lane the whole time waiting to get pulled over. Mm-hmm. Look at I-70 up in the mountains. Until recently, they just got done fixing a bunch of it. But those right lanes were so grooved by semis. If you were in a car or a pickup that didn't have the exact same dimensions, you know, as wide as semi tires are, you would sit there and bounce off the ruts. Yeah, you're getting pulled into them trying yeah. to get out of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And that's that's what I hate about the disconnect is people are like, oh, they want teachers to get paid more. Well, they have the money to do it. They're just putting it in the wrong pocket. Yes and no. I mean, part of me also is a big believer in personal responsibility. Teachers know when they're get, what they're getting into. Like you can look up what a teacher makes and decide if you want to spend all that time and money getting a teaching degree. That's up to you, not me. But more importantly, I think these teachers need to go to these schools and say, "I I need more, or I'm not doing the job." Looking up the salary. Yeah, a public school teacher ranges from thirty-eight thousand to seventy-nine thousand. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that depends on experience, year, and location. But yeah, yeah, and usually the worse the location, the better they pay. I mean, my mother-in-law's a teacher, and one of her best-paying teaching jobs was in an inner city, which was so dangerous for her. She ended up basically leaving because she just, you know, you got kids in there screaming at the teacher, and then the kids get in trouble. And it's not like in our day where, I mean. Our day wasn't that bad as <laughs> compared to some, but you know, when I got in trouble, you had to quiver and shake and tell your dad and your mom had to come pick you up. And it was usually, yeah, well, everything's always blamed on the teacher nowadays. There's no self accountability for their own fucking child. Yeah. But then again, to me, just like wanting to see accountable on the money, the government spending, I want to see accountability on the teachers. You know, my, my mother-in-law teaches and they're always asking her to do more, do more, do more, and it's always a fight every time she asks for a minute amount of additional money. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, we're short. We need you to cover this class. We need you to grade this teacher's work. Um, 
I think at her school, the teacher's assistants can't grade work anymore. So it's like, what's the point of having a teacher assistant when they can't really do anything helpful for the teacher? The teacher has to actually teach the main class. And then usually what teacher's assistants did, like back in our days, teacher assistants would kind of walk around, help, but they did a lot of the grading so the teacher could work on lesson plans and keep teaching. Yeah, they would pass out paperwork. Sometimes they would take control of the class. Yeah. Um, that way they got the hands-on experience and grading. You know, they, they do everything that a teacher needs to do. It's it's basically the apprenticeship program yeah. to become a teacher. But now it's like at her, at hers, they can't even grade the work anymore. That's fucking stupid. Because so, numbers numbers are a lie and everybody passes because no, there's no such thing as failure. Yeah. But then again, I always tell my mother-in-law too, it's like, you, you can quit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you can tell well. them to shove it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to lie, if I worked at you know, an oil field company that was like, I've gone into when I've worked for other companies and they're like, Hey, you're going to be the operator now. Hey, you're the CDL driver now. Hey, you got these three guys. You're responsible for them now. I don't want to see them sitting around. I want to see production. I want to see all this. And I'm like, I want to see my paycheck weigh a little more. (gasps) How dare you? How do you ask for more money as I give you more responsibility? And I've had jobs that kind of refuse me that. And then I, I get it out of them one way or another. I either like I've, I've worked at a place before where it's like I went from laborer to CDL driver to CDL operator, all this shit. And then I did no raise, no raise, no raise. I went in and said, hey, I need to take vacation from this day to this day, blah, blah, blah. And then kind of nothing was said about it. It was a small company. It was pretty like informal. You just tell the boss, write it down and make sure he knows. Then there was like a week before those days. So like two months later, I go, hey, don't forget, I'm not going to be here to here from, I'm not going to be here from here to here. And they go like, well, that, you put in a request. There's nothing that said it was approved. No, there is no such thing as a request in my mind. It's, I'm taking time off. Well, you that's, don't own that's what I told them. You don't pay. There's only, I've only had one job that paid me enough to put up with their shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that job, they did pay me a lot. This job, on the other hand, was a, kind of a steady eddy. They paid fair, but they weren't above market average. They didn't offer any crazy benefits. And that's what I told them. Let me rephrase that. I'm not going to be here from here to here and I'll be back this day and you can choose to let me keep working or not. Like, I'm sorry, you don't pay me enough to cancel my personal life for you. That's going to cost you a bit more. And then, you know, over time I pressured and pressured. And finally I got to the point where I said, he was like, Hey, grab so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and go do this. I said, Nope. I'm driving the truck and that's it because that's all you pay me for because you haven't given me a raise since I was nothing but a truck driver. And then, lo and behold, after I finally put my foot down and they knew it wasn't an empty threat, got, yeah, it got a big raise. Yeah, because all of a sudden you're you're now the truck driver, the fucking crew lead, the manager and all that shit. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you, you fucking, you, you're the one in control of it, of the situation. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, he pointed out that when I would ask for a raise, it was like a joking tone. I never sat down seriously. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be a lesson I learned and a lesson I tell other people is if you haven't got a raise, make sure you're doing the work to deserve it and make sure you bluntly ask for it because yeah. I, I was guilty of making just the jokes. You know, you don't pay me enough for that. And I'm not paid for this and that and the other until, you know, the day came where he said, go do all this stuff. And I said, nope, just driving. Yeah. And for those... Don't take that shit out of context. Just because you think that you can do it, you know, you're worth the dollar, doesn't mean you are. Like, in your sense, you are literally doing the work. 
and you were doing the work of, you know, of a foreman pay, but you were just the truck driver. So for those that are like, I deserve X amount of dollars because I'm the best. No, you have to prove you're the best and you have to actually prove that you can do the shit before you're like, I need money. Well, yeah. And make sure it's been the appropriate time. This was a year between the time I started doing all the extra work and between I put my foot down and finally got the raise. I've seen guys who... I've been doing this for a week. I deserve three extra dollars. Exactly. There is a time difference where you may get promoted and they want to see you can handle the promotion before you get the pay. So, I mean, that's up to your discretion, Mm -hmm. but I will tell you, most of the time you need to give it some kind of period of time, a few weeks or something. Yeah. A month, two months, you know, but yeah, it's, it's all variable. But anyway. Back to the big disconnect in our yeah. lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were talking about like subscriptions and things like that. There's a big subscription. Everything, there's there's a subscription for fucking everything. It's no longer magazines and newsletters. It's fucking watching TVs, watching movies, fucking even podcasts have Patreon. Because I was, you know, I was going to talk about, talk about that before we started recording. But because if we wanted to ever make money off of this, you know, you can always, patr- you know, create a Patreon. I was like, what? Why? You know? if we just do good enough, we can eventually make money or get sponsors or types of things. But there's subscriptions for everything. Only fans fucking you name it. Fucking cars have subscriptions. You'll never physically like own anything anymore. Yeah. I think BMW or something has all these little subscriptions for like heated seats. And if you don't pay your bill, no more heated seats. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> or you're on, you're on star. Yeah, I, your got, car. I got on star in both of my work checks. Yeah. No, cause there was a, uh, sorry, there, there was a story. Someone was telling me where they lock their keys in their car, right? Or they needed to use the GPS. Oh, their car got stolen and they needed to access the GPS to find out where it was. So they called OnStar like, sorry, but you need to pay your bill before we can tell you. Like, bro, my car has been stolen. No, you have a balance of $300 that I can't tell you anything until you give me $300. Yeah. For the subscription fee. I mean, I get it to a point. It is annoying. I think they're... There should be some kind of theft deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Maybe OnStar should just add an extra $500 to the price when they buy the car new and wash it out over the 60 months of financing. But, like, OnStar is convenient as shit most of the time. I have it on both of my work trucks. I've used it a few times. Well, that's what a subscription is. It's convenient. Yeah, and I get, you know, my trucks have Wi-Fi, and it works out great because, like, uh, OnStar runs off of AT&T network. My cell phone is T-Mobile network. So usually when one doesn't have service, the other does. So it works out pretty good. But I do think the theft thing is annoying because I've seen a lot of, like my old, my 2006 Chevy, those here in Colorado, by the way, were like number one for car theft in our great state. Um, they're one of the most stolen trucks in the state and they could all be recovered because they all came with OnStar, but that ain't going to happen because usually they disable, they cut batteries out and shit. But even when they don't, like you said, most people don't have OnStar on their 15-year-old truck. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of annoying. I, I think they should just wash that cost into the beginning and give it to the life. Like maybe you don't get all the extra features, but there should be, you know, they should be able to GPS ping it in the event of theft. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. The, subscription for fucking everything. Yeah. And and that's what I I put in the notes subscription fatigue because I think that's becoming a big thing. It, it's going to go full circle to where we all want cable TV again. <laughs> we all did the whole cut the cord thing, but then everybody and their brother came out with their own streaming shit. And just on the streaming side, I mean, if you have what is it, Hulu, Paramount, 
Netflix, maybe there's Prime, and then it has all the like stars and HBO and all that stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying you could easily be spending. Most people are probably already spending a minimum of fifty bucks a month on streaming. Mm-hmm. And if I think my cable bill back in the day was like sixty five, seventy five bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're already nearing the whole like you defeated the point of cutting the cord, and then. Like you were talking Patreon and now there's Substack. And this is why I really got on one is because there's some uh, non-woke networks. I really enjoy a lot of their content and I find it super diverse and useful. And everything's behind a paywall. They do do a lot of free stuff. That's what I consume. I don't pay for nothing. But, yeah, we're, we're cheap asses. Yeah, but that becomes because I'm like if, if I want to – maybe I want – like there's this one journalist I like. And then there's this podcast I like. There's this other podcast host I like. There's this, I like Netflix and Hulu and Paramount. I like this and that. And I'm like, in my head, I'm just doing quick math. And I'm like, you know, I'm a simple person and I could easily find myself paying a hundred bucks a month for all this subscription shit. Now imagine if you're a person who is trying to be on top of the news and really be diverse. Like me, I, I make an effort to turn it down a notch because I do get a little obsessive about it. So I cut down, but maybe there's somebody who's really wants to be in the loop. You know, you could easily be spending two, $300 a month. Like they were talking, people are legitimately building in subscription. It's becoming a staple on household budgets. Like people are actually these days setting out a budget for media consumption, mm-hmm. especially because of the rise of Substack and Patreon and stuff. And that is, it's it's a slippery slope and my concern with it is like I said some of these networks that are quote unquote not woke and they're some of them what I like is they're trying to push like a culture change rather than just sell you junk sell you shit they're they're like hey we want to put out music because there's a lot of independent music that's getting pushed off I mean look at Tom McDonald he's always on top of Billboard lately and nobody wants to entertain him but he's yeah no one wants to sign him yeah he's completely independent well I, there's probably people that want to now. Oh yeah. I mean, granted, I am a big fan of the fact that he's made the decision to stay independent, but he's proven you don't even need these big labels anymore. Um, I didn't even think about that. You got Pandora, Spotify, all your music I apps. Radio. Yeah, I forgot about those. So yeah, I mean, there's another thirty bucks a month easily, on mm-hmm. just for, so you can listen to music between your podcast before you go home and watch some TV shows. Yeah. So if you go from one episode of Blue Collar Syndicate to the next on Spotify and you don't want to hear those ads, you just pay them the $7 a month. Yeah. Or you can just put up a two two minute ads in between our episodes. And that's also becoming a nil point because I've noticed like, so my brother pays for the Spotify premium family plan, which gives us like six accounts. Okay. So he pays, like we have a deal. Like I had a free phone line on my phone plan. So I gave him the phone line. He pays for Spotify and then me, my wife, my mom, him, and I think one of my other brothers all use the Spotify family plan that he pays for. So it works out cool and great and fancy. But even though we have the premium, no commercials, every podcast, you know, they pull sponsors and shit. So you're hearing all these ads dynamically inserted into the podcasts, which are kind of good of annoying. I know I've mentioned it to you before that that's something we could potentially do in the future if we get a big enough listener base. But some of these dynamic ad insertions, the creators don't get to pick them. So I'll be listening to like some super like Ben Shapiro, right? And all of a sudden it says brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> like you could be listening to something like Ben Shapiro 
or I was listening to Timcast once. This is one that really got me. I was listening to Timcast and dynamic ad insertion. My understanding is basically what you're saying is you're saying to these ad companies, I'm going to sell a 15 second block. Any company can buy it. Basically it just, you're just saying, Hey, I have 15, I have 15 seconds available. Someone buy it. And somebody can buy it. There's no picking who buys it. Like they're just somebody in the ad company scrolling through and says, Hey, this, this podcast has 10 million listeners. Let's buy 30 seconds for whatever dollars. Yeah. And all of a sudden but, there's Planned Parenthood in our fucking. <laughs> that was kind of where I was going is so this, they're definitely right of center. They got some liberal prospects. Why I like them. They're pretty diverse, I think. But anyway, I know they're pretty anti Jared Polis. And then here in Colorado, because they do it based on analytics. So they see like I'm from Colorado. So I get a lot of Colorado based dynamic ad insertions and that was the thing is it was a thing for jared polis <laughs> and i was like they knew this was getting played on their podcast they probably wouldn't be thrilled about that Mm-mm. and i've seen uh, i listen to meat eater podcast even though i'm not a hunter i listen to meat eater and same thing they had an issue where there was a dynamic ad insertion for like PETA or something and he was like no 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 we specifically work with many organizations that fight against PETA." So he had to call like ad agencies and he said, you, this is not allowed. But granted when you're Steven Ranella and you have a number one Netflix TV show, a number one podcast, like you probably have some pull to be able to make those phone calls. Mm-hmm. Some of these smaller podcasts, not so much, but so now back to subscription fatigue, you're paying these subscriptions. You're not even getting what you're offered. Like, I don't know. Do you watch a lot of Hulu? Um, I have it, but the, I don't use it very much. So on Hulu, Every once in a while, you'll come across TV shows that say, this is not part of the Hulu subscription thing, yeah. and you got to watch commercials anyway. So it's like, why am I paying the subscription at this point? Yeah, because I'll always Google, like if I want to watch a movie or, or a TV show, I'll Google it and see where I can watch it. And then, you know, it gives you the list. You can watch it on, you know, YouTube, Amazon, Hulu, and blah, blah, blah. And then you go search for it on Hulu, and it tells you you don't have the proper plan for this. And then yeah. you have to spend an extra $10. Yeah. But, I mean, if I'm if I'm going to pay for it, I'm you know, I make sure I pay for no ads because it that's boring. Yeah, no. but yeah, but then like the, the movies, like oh yeah, I want to go watch Spider Man three. You know, like, nope, you have to have the fifty dollar plan. Like, well, I guess I'm not watching yeah. Spider Man. Or it's not part of yours. You can watch it, but there's going to be a commercial every four minutes. Yeah, I yeah. So it's it's almost defeating the point again. And then like I was talking about those networks that are trying to create more of a cultural change rather than sell you products. My concern with them is. They're, they're, they've talked recently about how they're not reaching and how they need to reach new clients and all this shit. And I said, that's your problem is people like me, I don't, I don't have the surplus of cash to be paying. Like, sure. I could pay one place 25 a month, but who do I get to pay that 25 a month to? Maybe that person, like we've talked about daily wire, how they have really been running down a hill towards being just another major network the last 12 months or so yeah the same policies as everyone else as they say they're fighting against it. yeah so it's like I've, I've canceled my subscription with them and i've wrote i wrote an email and they wrote an email back and tried to convince me to stay but i told them exactly why i said you what you just said you're implement you're implementing the same practices and policies that we were trying to get away from and i'm just you lost me as a customer i'm not interested no more so that's like the big thing is when are these guys going to realize something's got to give? Mm-hmm. Now I know I've talked to you about my billion dollar, billion dollar plan. I'll go ahead and say it because I ain't going to do it. But or if you do, 
there's royalties because we have it documented and recorded on today because today is March 25th of 2023. So if anyone if anyone does it from now to later, Albert gets royalties because he said it first. At least give me a free subscription. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a guy that was making jokes because uh, who was it? Uh, it was an actor. I can't remember who it was. Um, but he was like, yeah, my movie's on Paramount and they won't even give me a free fucking membership to watch it. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. So if you do it, give me a free subscription. But I've said there's going to be a point where they're going to have to decide, are we only going to cater to our base of people who are already paying this money, which in my opinion is probably going to start dropping because the economy is getting so bad that people are going to start cutting these costs. I'm already doing it. People do it. Netflix is a big one because Netflix pisses people off. Yeah. Netflix, I'm still on, but I deleted that one because I wanted to get a different one, and I don't use Netflix. But ne- I mean, Netflix cancels a good show after one season, or they drop people, or they up up the prices. Because I, when I canceled mine, I said I was paying fifteen dollars a month. I said, since when? Yeah, it was eight dollars a month five years ago. My opinion might be different. Do you have T-Mobile? No. Oh, so I have T-Mobile, and T-Mobile covers my Netflix. It's included. So. Yeah, I when I got my, I have Verizon, and they gave me. Disney Plus for a little bit, yeah. and that's I was like, okay, cool, I'll watch Marvel, and then I started watching the the new Marvel shows, and I was like, oh fuck this, and canceled. I was like, I don't, I don't want Disney Plus anymore. Yeah, Disney's one that I had because we had the kids and we were watching all the shit and all the things, and with some of their recent fucking drama, me being definitely right of center, I was like, you don't get no more of my, no more of my money, so yeah. cancel that. But I'm just saying like. This economy, people are going to start cutting these costs. I'm already doing it. You know, I'm looking at things like, like uh, we recently canceled our health care plan once again because things are tight. And once again, I'm paying. I seen a meme that made perfect sense to me, and this is how I should explain it to people. It was like, yay, health insurance, $450 a month. I went to the doctor, paid my $100 visit, only $3,600 more before I meet my deductible. <laughs> and I was like, that's exactly my problem with health insurance. It's expensive. You end up paying a bunch of money, and you really never get the benefit out of it. So anyway, that's just my personal opinion. So yeah, that's another thing we canceled. And, but just I'm just saying, so people are going to start dwindling down on some of these things they think they can cut on, making that decision between Netflix and Paramount and stuff like that. So back to my billion dollar plan is there's been this movement to create a right of center or an anti-woke place of business. You know, that's what Daily Wire was trying to do. And now I think they're kind of failing. That's what Steven Crowder announced. He's going to start trying to do is create this place where there's not going to be these, you know, the whole idea is to get away from big tech and the censorship. So he wants to create a place where, you know, if, if, Joe Bob, the comedian, goes there. Joe Bob owns his content. There's no censorship. You put it up. If people want to watch it, they watch it. If they don't, they don't. It is what it is. It's on you as a creator. We're just giving you a place to consolidate so people can see five different comedians rather than having to have 27 different websites and subscription fees and specials. So I'm saying there's going to have to be an anti-woke cable company that's going to take all these people, you know, and put them together and it's going to have to be some group membership where you know maybe albert pays 50 bucks a month and he gets to pick five different like maybe i want to see tim cast steven crowder two or three journalists from substack some shit where you can group it together you get a price break and you're actually getting that reach because if people keep up with this everybody needs a subscription everybody needs to join my membership program 
people just aren't going to do it because there's just too much. Oh yeah, when you when and you then, go to check your monthly bank bank statement, you're like, where did all my money go? When you start adding up, oh, I just lost three hundred dollars a month because of subscriptions. Yeah, and then that's just going to lead to the decline of what they're trying to do because. Mm-hmm. If you can't watch, you know, your favorite or you can't read your favorite journalists on Substack because you're, you know, you just like, I can't pay nine bucks a month for 27 different journalists. Guess I'll just watch CNN. And now we're back where we started by getting just fed propaganda bullshit all mm-hmm. the time. My opinion. Yeah. So your your idea is more of along the lines because I, I think I get it to a point. You know, you pay $50 a month where just say Albert's agency owns or not owns, but has access to all these different subscriptions. And if I want to pay $50, I get, this is, these are my options. You know, I can get Netflix with this. I can get, I can go listen to Ben Shapiro if I wanted to. And then, you know, depending on the dollar value I have remaining, I can add, you know, I can put in two or three more yeah. and you have access to all three of those and you're only paying one person and they distribute the money in the accounts. Yeah. Well, and it's just, purchasing power you group it's what walmart does you group yeah. everything together under one roof you're able to cut the cost to your consumers it's like insurance it's, where you can you can bundle your home and auto <laughs> exactly it's the same thing i've talked to you about my other billion dollar idea with the the gym punch cards yeah where you can get like one albert's gym card but it'll get you access to 24-hour fitness anytime fitness planet fitness all these places and then you pay albert and then albert disperses a certain amount of money. It's all the gyms that you're getting access to. And it just makes it better because how many more people could do better at the gym, especially traveling workers, if they could do that, because we have all been in places like granted, I've severely been slacking on the gym thing for the last five months, four months. But how many places do you go where you're like, okay, I got like, I need need an anytime fitness, but this town doesn't have one, but there's a planet fitness. Yeah. And, oh, but there's no one attending the desk, so I can't even go pay the daily fee. Yeah. Or there's a Gold's Gym, but nothing else. Or, you know, like, so if there was someone that covered multiple- A, a universal gym plan. I mean, you could, maybe not even if you're saving costs, you could actually maybe mark it up because would maybe people might be willing to say, hey, I'll pay $50 a month to have access to these four, th- four things under one roof, and I could switch those four things around whenever I want instead of paying- three different places, seven ninety nine, and all this shit's going around like debt consolidation of your media is basically all it is. Yeah. It's like you go like how you go get a personal loan to pay off ten different credit cards. It's like, hey, go pay one place to get access to ten different networks. It's cable. It's a convenience. Yeah. <laughs> it's cable all over again, which is what <laughs> makes me laugh. It's like we're going full circle. But it's like instead of cable companies making their money off of advertising, the creators just get to make the money and there's less advertising, hopefully. Yeah. But that's that's where I'm coming from on the subscription fatigue. And I guess to try to bring this into the next thing we were really laughing about before we started this episode was this is where I think because, you know, these creators say I, people want to hear this. People want alternatives. It's like, yeah, but you're missing the point. We don't want 900 subscriptions. We want to be able to hear multiple different people or different opinions, but we, we can't afford and we don't want to be paying, you know, three, $400 a month in different subscription fees. Like something's got to give at some point. And until you guys, you big content creators that are doing this realize that, I think you're kind of going to start sliding back downhill. And it's going to start regressing back into people just tuning into the simple old, the Foxes, the CNN, the ABC News at nine o'clock, because that's free. And at least I'm getting something. 
I'm not saying you need to do it for free, but you, you got to understand this subscription fatigue is going to become, it's, it's become real just because there's so many subscriptions, but it's going to get worse because I think the economy's fucking in a nosedive. Yeah. It's like putting your hand in a boiling hot, you know, pot of boiling water, seeing which one you're going to grab on your way out. Yeah. It's, it's getting bad. And I think if they don't see where we're coming from, they're just going to miss the mark. Well, lucky for everybody that's listening, we're free as fuck. Yeah. Free as fuck. You just have to have Spotify, which you don't have to pay for. Or Pandora. Or no, we're not on Pandora, but... We're on iTunes. iTunes. A- Apple. Apple, iHeartRadio, a couple others. But we're free. Yeah, we're free. And maybe one day we might make you listen to ads, but who knows. But to tie this into going back over people's heads, and speaking of Ben Shapiro, granted, I know we both have kind of lost a little bit of faith in that dude over the last whatever amount of time because he's gone... It, it, like I haven't really noticed anything since, since like we you know we really started this and having the more conversations because I would just you know scroll over them and see all that and then lately like we talked about Graham Allen, so he got the boot on my Instagram and my Facebook because it's like dude dude you're way too extreme about this I understand you're, I, I get you're passionate about it but I'm not yeah and that that's the disconnect yeah, he but- thinks everybody who's following him is following him because of that and it's like dude. We were following you because you were funny. You made those funny rant videos the, in your car. The daily rants. And then I used to listen to his podcast and his podcast was pretty good. But then I randomly listened to one not too long ago and it was like, did I just tune into an angry sermon that's running for Congress too? I don't know what the fuck's a, the going new on. Alex here. Jones. Yeah. Like, a, but a Bible thumping Alex Jones. Yeah. Like I was like, what is going on? Like granted, I'm not a religious person. That's not my thing. I, I I'm fine with hearing some of it, but it was like, 55 minutes of him basically saying if you're not extremely for Trump if you're not extremely for Jesus and if you're not extremely gonna agree with 100% of what I say go fuck yourself yeah and his Instagram post started turning that too it's like if you don't fucking support Jesus fuck you it's like dude that's a real way to connect with people who maybe (laughs) maybe agree with some of the other shit you're saying but it's atheists but it's but it's Albert the atheist. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, you kind of just lost me. Yeah, he did, and that was that's why I quit listening to him. Is it was like, dude, it's like, like you're you. He was saying shit like, I don't care if you're a good person if you don't accept the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. You fucking, I don't care about you. It's like, it you don't like, care if I'm a good person. It sounds like, like he needs to go hang out with um, who's that? Who's the famous pastor? Joel Olstein. Yeah, he needs to go work with Joel Olstein. Just, just go be a preacher. It sounds like that's what your calling is going to be. I hope not. Like I, I don't. I want to. I want to see metal memes. Like I was telling you, the <laughs> the same the same pastor freaking out with different metal breakdowns. That's what we should turn Graham Allen into. Yeah, I mean it's just unfortunate because he was really good to this too. When he released his clothes clothing line, the whole message behind his clothing. Yeah, nine twelve. That yeah, was a great good. message. It was all good, but it's like, dude. You went extremist, and if you guys need a new cr- clothing line, right here on the camera, <laughs> rock it. Yeah, for real. But that was the thing is, it was like, dude, you like what? What clicked for me is he made some huge post about people not supporting him, and it's because he loves Jesus. It's like I quit supporting you not because you love Jesus, but because you started calling me a piece of shit for not agreeing with a hundred and five percent of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's what disconnected me with you. I agree with your message behind the clothing line. I agree with most of your political views. Granted, everybody's allowed to have some disagreements. I mean, some people That's don't. That's what makes us human. Yeah, but it, he, he turned into this, if you don't believe 110% what I believe, then 
fuck you, I don't want your support. So it's like, fine, you don't get it no more, I guess. Mm-hmm. You you did this to yourself, Graham. Yeah, so it's like quit, quit complaining that people are this, that, and the other. The truth is you got too extreme and you cut them out. Like, that was your choice. You didn't have to go call me a piece of shit for not being a Bible thumper. Yeah. Like, I may not be a Bible thumper, but I don't think I'm quite a piece of shit either. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Yeah. Sorry to distract you from where we were trying to get to. Oh, yeah. But no, it's in line. It's all shit with going over the head of the big disconnect. It's like when you hear politicians, this is not what the people want. It's like the people want term limits, but I've yet to see them fucking make that happen. Mm -hmm. Like if you knew what we wanted and you said you're going to do what we want, then fucking do it. We've been asking for term limits forever. I've heard very few arguments against it. Granted, I've heard a couple that are like, hmm, damn, I didn't think of it that way. I still don't think it's offsets the benefit but i've heard a few reasons of why term limits could be an issue it's not good enough to overrule the need of them yeah there's just some little arguments like hey it it might take more than two years to get certain shit done look at all these things they have to do every fucking day mm-hmm. it's like a time problem it's like oh i see that you know but then there's been compromises like hey maybe the president should be the president for five two terms of five rather than four and maybe our congress should only get a 10-year total break it up every three or five yeah when nancy can when nancy pelosi can do it for her entire life but yet the president only has a maximum of eight years yeah but no i i I have heard some logical you know the the argument that hey if you're trying to do a two-year term limit you know two years you're getting in office you're so busy like there's 300 and something congress members like there's just a time problem and i'm like okay i could see that i still don't see why there can't be a limit yeah you know and granted, another thing I had in my notes I kind of took out was everything I've been saying is right. I'm like a prophet of the world. Just kidding, guys. I'm not that conceited. <laughs> but I thought it was funny. For the last four months, I've heard all these big network commentary podcasts talking about there should be age limits on politicians. I'm like, hey. You mean someone that that's like in New York City that used to be a bartender shouldn't be in Congress? No, no, no. Like- Maybe oh, for how how our, old they can be. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Age like people are talking about. There should be a top age limit. Yeah. You know. When bar- you're older than dirt, get out. Yeah. Like I was like funny. I remember saying that a few months ago, and now it's like become the big talk. Like there's been a lot of talk about it for the last month, and I'm like, and I may have said it publicly on a podcast a few months ago, but I've been thinking that my entire life. I've never understood why somebody who gets to pass laws that extend longer than their death gets to do it. Like mm-hmm. I've felt that way since I was a teenager, but, and I'm not saying I'm special. I probably a lot of people feel that way. Once again, it goes back to, you're just now figuring this out. You know, there's been a little bit of push on the term limit. Finally, it's like, great. The normal people. It's, the, it's they like call the us, silent majority that we were talking about. Yeah. Like we're, they we're call us, not being so silent. Yeah. That's another thing that's becoming a huge thing. I mean, Matt Walsh just did that big thing where he said, it's time to be mean. Like, not saying you need to go up to Dylan Mulvaney and tell him you're going to execute him, but go ahead and tell him you're gross. You're not a female. He's a trans. I was like, where did you pull that name from? Because <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's a trans guy that everyone, or woman, he's a dude pretending to be a woman. And everyone's tried to decide if he's trolling or if he's real because he does some absurd shit like going hiking in the mountains in heels. People are like, dude, <laughs> that's a troll. No woman actually does no. that. Um, and he does shit like fucking tamp men need tampons too and all this weird shit and he went to the white house biden invited him to the white house for this big thing but there's been some people saying like he's coming across as an extreme lefty trans psycho but 
I think he might be trolling. He might be fucking with It's kind of like, did you hear about that teacher that had the huge fake boobs? No. There was like a shop teacher in Canada or Washington, up north somewhere. Um, huge, like, like 55-gallon drum bucket fake <laughs> boobs. <laughs> and he was like the shop teacher. And The dude? Yeah. Shop teacher? Yeah. Put I'm, I'm, I, oh my god! I don't want to Google this. <laughs> this is good. Shop teacher with boobs. Yeah, just do <laughs> shop teacher fake boobs. But anyway, he was wearing this shit in school, and a lot of parents were like, "Hey, you're ma- you're forcing my children to take part." Who is Kayla Lemeeks, trans teacher with Z sight yep. prosthetic? Yep, I think that's the one. Z size. Yeah, Z size. Yeah, Z that's size. I've never heard of Z. <laughs> oh, it's loading. Um. Anyway, this is a teacher that wore these massively fake tits and parents rightfully so were like hey fuck you you're making my kids partake in your kink that's disgusting yeah that's very yeah that's disturbing but then it came out later that people think he might have been reverse psychologying it because he was like supposedly he was kind of a right-wing dude before he kind of just popped up at this high school with these fake boobs and according to some he was like trying to point out the absurdity and got the national attention because he was like have you seen the picture yet? No, it's, oh. it's loading the pictures, but the very first um, paragraph says, Kayla, I can't pronounce the last name, the Canadian high school teacher who has gone viral for wearing giant prosthetics, giant breasts in class, was placed on leave after the post revealed she doesn't always don the Z-cup prosthetics outside of school. So she can put them on and off whenever? Yeah, they're just fake boobs. The whole point was, yeah, they're like fake rubber boobs. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I love that reaction. <laughs> See how absurd it is? Do you remember in high school the the music video we would watch that says, let's get some shoes? No. you never seen that video? That's what that. this person looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Nipping hard in shop class, like where I'm going to cut a nip off with, with the two by four. <laughs> Jesus. To say they would cut class is an understatement. And then that's the, de- oh my God. Yeah. What the fuck? It's like some South Park shit. Yeah. Speaking of South Park, people need to remember and keep watching South Park. Dude, they are savages with their I've never I've never watched South Park. Oh, you gotta it's watch not a it. show I watch. You got to watch it, dude. Some of it. Some of it is master comedy because they just tear apart woke stuff. Like they did an episode about this fake boob thing and it was hilarious. This like I'm this is about to be very mean, but this person when they put on their female character terrifies me. Exactly. But the whole point was is people think he was actually trolling. He was doing that to get attention, to bring the fact that that shit is ridiculous and it's not okay. And he was pulling out the people. There was people fighting for him to stay in school saying there was nothing wrong with it. Of course there was. There's a lot of people who claim there wasn't. I can't, Now that's all my search history. <laughs> I have to burn my iPad. Anyway. So uh, like movie critics. We were talking about movies off air. Yeah. Um. But- I'm saying... What, oh, sorry. What I'm I, jumping the gun. <laughs> yeah, what I was saying, though, is that shit just... Uh, fuck, I don't remember what I was saying. No. I fucked you up, didn't I? You fucked me up. Um, but yeah, they were just over the head. Like, they don't realize how disconnected they are. Mm-hmm. Like, this is shit they think we care about, and it's not. It's kind of funny. Like, they might be just trolling. But the... Oh, Matt Walsh being mean. The Dylan Mulvaney yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was just saying, like how you were saying, maybe it's time to quit being silent. I know we're busy at work. We're busy people, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, he called out that guy, and he didn't say, like, anything bad, like, go shoot him. But he was like, I'm done saying why that's psychologically weird and creepy. 
And he was just like, you're gross. You're disgusting. You're not attractive. You're not a woman. Nobody thinks you're a woman. And you're not fooling anybody besides yeah. yourself. His whole point was, is we're probably at a point in time where ignoring it and going about a, our business is doing more harm than good. And we need to start telling people like, not, not offend, like not, not poor me, you offend me culture, but just say, you know, someone at the, your kid's school or whatever is doing trans reading, say that's disgusting. I don't like it. I don't want it there. Mm-hmm. Like time to just say it, you know, politely, but bluntly at the same time and politely, bluntly, and just saying it, I guess, hard transition to the movies. <laughs> what we were talking about is on, the, the, on go ahead. The, yeah, it's the disconnect between like movie, like what movie critics are, like rot, people like Rotten Tomatoes, and then what actually the viewers, you know, what we talk about. It's it kind of refers back to when we talked about Yellowstone. You know, these people think they know what we want, but yet the numbers that they provide compared to the what the actual numbers of what the people watching are, like yeah. what they say is popular compared to what box office movie numbers are, are completely different. And speaking of, there's a better transition. Speaking of box office movie numbers you know who didn't win motion picture of the year at the oscars granted don't get me wrong people i don't watch this shit but i heard a podcast about it and it made me laugh um because uh, uh, what last year in 2022 2022 who do you think was the the best fucking most awesome popular movie of the year so it was going to either be top gun avatar which i don't think avatar because it came out at the end of the year avatar's on the list um, it was nominated it was in the running and then, oh fuck, Spider-Man is close. I, I don't think it's number one. No, it wasn't even in the running. Oh. But you, you hit the nail on the head. Most people are going to say Avatar or Top Gun because those were fucking epic. And Top yeah. Gun broke fucking shit tons of records on sales, reviews. I have not heard anyone. All you hear about that movie is, you know, the nostalgia people saying, not as good as the first one. But other than that, it's a, it was a great, good movie. It's a great fucking movie. It's fucking awesome. I watched it twice in a weekend. But guess what movie won? Mm, it was not the two you would think. I'm guessing it was some like drama. I don't know what it is. Are you saying that that's the title? No, I'm guessing that's oh, like the, the no. genre of movie. No clue. I never heard of this movie. Okay. And probably most of the people listening haven't any. A movie called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Sounds horrible. I wonder if I click it, if it'll... Um, produced by this dude, blah, blah, blah. A Chinese-American immigrant who, while being audited by the IRS, must connect with parallel universe versions of herself to prevent a powerful being from destroying the multiverse. So in other words, they um, redid Avengers, but in a shitty way. It grossed 132 million worldwide, and Top Gun grossed 718 million. No, Top Gun grossed 1.493 billion worldwide. Oh, oh, th- I'm sorry. That that's a domestic box office. I think dollars speak for themselves. Yes. So that movie grows 10 times the movie that actually won. Where's the disconnect? I don't know who the fuck chooses these Oscar winners, but obviously they're not create. I guarantee you, you go to nine out of 10 people, give them a handful of these movies and they're all going to say what you, exactly what you said, Top Gun or Avatar. Yeah. And then this movie that grossed 
basically pennies compared to Top Gun is the one that won. Like, I know it's not a money competition, but money speaks. Where did we spend our money? Avatar. Uh, These numbers, I must be looking at something different because you said Top Gun Maverick was seven billion. One point four billion. Oh, one point four billion. Okay, worldwide. Yeah, because yeah, Ava- Avatar was two point three billion yep, worldwide. Yeah. So obviously you would think, and who's watching these movies? Like I've always said, I feel the blue collar class of people is the largest, most underrepresented class of people, probably worldwide. I mean, there's blue collar people aren't just specific to America. No, we're everywhere around yeah, the world. We're the ones watching these movies. We're the ones who make up the large majority of that money that these movies are collecting. And our money is what we support. And then you're telling me the Oscars, they think so different. They pick a movie neither of us even heard of. Ha! My movie hit top 50. What about 2021? I don't know. I don't can't, dude, I can't remember that far back. Um... I don't recognize any of these movies. There is King Richard, which had Will Smith in it. Okay. Um, anyway, some movie called Coda One. But this is my point. Like, these are movies and the podcast I listened to. That's exactly what his point was. These movies that are winning all these fucking awards, that they're they're so disconnected from reality. He made the, a comment. He's like, these are all movies no one's ever seen twice, let alone once. Yeah, I'm trying to scroll because I'm on Box Office Mojo trying to so I'm find on, it. I'm on Wikipedia, and this is just who's won Oscar Picture of the Year for the last all of the oh. years. I'm I'm on getting world you know, worldwide gross numbers. Well, yeah, it was but Crota, Coda. Yeah, I can't find it. Yeah, exactly. It's not even worth mentioning. But it won Oscar of the Year. That just sh- goes to show the disconnect that these elites have from the the real blue collar people. I'll just list some of these other movies that won and what movies were in competition, but didn't win that you would probably think. Um, 2019, the movies that did not win Ford versus Ferrari, the Irishman, Jojo rabbit or Joker. Those are definitely, if I had to pick a movie from that year, I would have thought Joker would have won some movie called parasite one. Joker was number six in worldwide sales. Parasite. Um, let me. I'm gonna just have to find it. I'm scrolling through. Parasite. It ranked number 31 <laughs> with 258 Paris, million dollars. Oscars are pretty and, sure it's supposed to be an American-based. Joker was oh. one billion. Okay. Parasite is what won that year. Um. It is a 2019 South Korean black comedy thriller directed by Bong Joon-ho. Um, yeah. No one's ever heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's obviously 30 movies in fr- that are better than it. Yeah. Um, 2016, Black Panther. I didn't see that. I heard it was good. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody. I know a bunch of people were into that. That one was pretty good. Not my type of thing. I didn't take time out of my day to watch it. Some movie called The Green Book One. Um, 2017. The movie that did not win was Dunkirk, which I know a lot of people were fans of. That was a war movie, wasn't it? Yeah. The movie that won was a movie called The Shape of Water. 2016. Movies that did not win. Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water. Movie that won, Moonlight. 
Moonlight is a autobiography of some dude. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I really think that numbers, you know, <laughs> what we say should be the winner. 2015. Movies that did not win. The Big Short, Brooklyn, The Martian, The Revenant, Mad Max Fury Road. The movie that won? Spotlight. Revenant should have won. That was a great movie. Mad Max should have won. That movie is Mad Max was really good too. Spotlight is... This film follows the Boston Globe's Spotlight team, the oldest continuously operating newspaper investigating journalism unit in the United States. A movie about a newspaper was picked the winner by a bunch of disconnected people. Meanwhile, Mad Max fucking Fury Road, which inspired tons of people to go out and watch it a billion times, people to build cars to mimic it. It, it, There's whole festivals around it now. Mm Mm-hmm. And it grossed $415 million in the worldwide. The best part about that movie, because I watched a bunch of the, like, the b- bonus behind-the-scenes stuff, mm-hmm. where they didn't use a bunch of CGI and things like that. Like those um, it was desert crazy. shots that you see were with all the fire and pyro and people jumping and slingshotting from one car to the other, that was professionally done in motion through the deserts. They didn't, you know, they didn't CGI and do any of that bullshit. That yeah. was true stunt work. Yeah, I've I've met some people who were involved in building some of the cars. Well, not met them, but I've talked to some people and heard talks of them about some of the people who built some of the cars and stuff for it. Yeah, it's yeah. A fucking insane. Meanwhile, the movie that won the spotlight movie about a fucking newspaper for the Boston Globe, um, it grossed ninety eight million. Weak. Less than 25% of what Mad Max did, and they claimed that was the number one movie. Um, 2014. I don't even know any of the movies they recommended for winning. Um, 2013 was the year of The Wolf on Wall Street, Dallas Buyers Club. That was a good movie. Wolf on Wall Street is great. Dallas Buyer Clubs. Uh, that was one of McConaughey's uh, great pieces. I mean, it's not an action movie, but if you follow the movie, it's a great movie. If you're a... uh, The movie that won was called 12 Years a Slave. Had Brad Pitt in it. Hmm. Interesting. It grossed... It earned $187 million. Let's see what Wolf on Wall Street got. 406 million. So once again, these movies that we're not spending our money on, we're not watching clearly are the ones. These, they're, they're clearly better. Yeah. These, cl- these disconnected. So, uh, whoever the fuck nominates this shit, they're so disconnected. It, it's how we, we talked about it before. Like Dave Chappelle's special, the critic ratings were worst special ever. Dave Chappelle needs to retire, blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, the viewer ratings were fucking astronomical. Everybody loved it. Right. 2010 was the move, the year of The Fighter, Inception, Toy Story 3, and the movie that won was called The King's Speech. See, the further you go back into the early 2000s, they make sense. So if you go back, 2009, the winning movie was The Hurt Locker with Avatar as a close second. Um, 
Yeah, because Avatar was number one movie of worldwide numbers for a long time. Yeah, people love that movie. I'm I'm personally not a fan, but they're cool. They're just fucking twice as long as they need to be. I feel like <laughs> it was a very long movie. Um, 2008 Slumdog Millionaire. See, look, we get past 2010 into history. The older we go, the more it makes sense. So now I'll read you a few movies, and you'll probably recognize all of them. Uh, 2009, the winner was The Hurt Locker. 2008, the winner was Slumdog Millionaire. 2007, the winner was No Country for Old Men. I've um, heard that one. 2004, the winner was Million Dollar Baby. That was Two- a great movie. 2003, Lord of the Rings. Um, 2000, Gladiator. 1997, Titanic. 95, Braveheart. 94, Forrest Gump. 93, Schindler's List. 92, Unforgiven. Clint Eastwood's almost probably greatest movie ever. Yeah. I'm just careful. Be careful now. I am being careful. Clint Eastwood's fantastic. I know. It's going to be a sad day when he leaves. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't. He's only like 100. 91, Silence of the Lambs. If we get all the way into the 80s, we have Platoon. Um, so what you're saying is that 2010 is when the world went to shit. It's like there's a gap because if you go back to the 80s, there's a bunch of movies I never heard of, but maybe that's just because it's before my time. Yeah. But I mean, I am a pretty, uh, I'm above average movie fan, and I know a lot of '80s movies, and I don't recognize too many of these. Um, but anyway, so it's like the '80s are kind of weird. The '90s are obvious winners. From 2000 to 2010, or I'd say 80 percent of them are obvious winners. But yeah, after 2010 and 11 all the way up to today. It's a bunch of movies that you haven't heard of, and if you have, you probably haven't watched it more than once. Meanwhile, there's movies that people have watched dozens of times because they're great, and they didn't win. Like Mad Max, I can't tell you how many times I've watched Fury Road. Yeah. Now, since we were talking about Clint Eastwood, how come his movie fucking American Soldier? No, not American Soldier. What's the movie about with Brad Pitt about fucking Chris Kyle? Oh, American Sniper. Yeah, American Sniper. Why didn't that movie get close to the list, whatever year that was? That was a great fucking movie. Yeah. Was that a Clint Eastwood movie? Clint Eastwood directed it, yeah. I don't know. Should have. Yeah. There's a lot of great movies that should have got nominated that didn't, that should have got nominated, if not win, that didn't win. We're just a bunch of dummies. Yeah, but my whole point is these are supposed to be movies of the year, photos, uh, video of the year, all this shit, and it's like, these people are so disconnected. They can't even pick movies we've heard of, let alone movies we actually like. Like yeah. There could be an argument whether you think Avatar or Top Gun should have won. Like There's going to be everyone who spent billions to watch these movies. We could all sit here and argue. Like I would guess maybe you lean towards Avatar should have won. I'm going to say Top Gun. Okay. Then we aren't, we're the same there. But- I'm sure there's some people who are a little more nerdy than us that really think Avatar should have won. I went to see Avatar because Stacy's an, an, an Avatar fan. Don't get me wrong. It was a good movie. I think Top Gun was better. Okay. But still, it should have been top two. Meanwhile, it's everything, everywhere, all at once with a bunch of people. South Korean movie no one's ever fucking heard of. Hmm. Where Don't get me wrong. Obviously, people have heard of it. People spent $100 million, but they didn't spend $1.4 No, they did not. <laughs> you know? So I'm just saying, like... If they were connected, we would be arguing, you know, Top Gun should have won. No, Avatar should have won. Meanwhile, here comes this movie no one's heard of. 
And that's, it, it brings me back to like, um, they can't I'm, like how they have iHeartRadio's like People's Choice Awards. Okay. When they do that, but look at the artists that are there. People's Choice Awards. They're always the exact same fucking people. You're not going to see Tom McDonald there. You're not going to see Metallica there. You're not going to see, you know, all these, you know, bigger name people that are in different genre industries. They're always there's always going to be Taylor Swift. There's always going to be Bruno Marses. There's always going to be fucking Rascal Flats. You know, those those people that you see the exact yeah, same names circle the the it, circuit. What they're missing is it's not the people's choice. It's what the radio played. Yeah. Like if you gave me control of one of Colorado's local country stations, I wouldn't one of their seven. Yeah, one of their seven. That's I always find that funny when the one hundred six seven moved, and uh, you know when one hundred six seven moved and the country station took over, the the there was like two months where they just played like a playlist, like they didn't have DJs or nothing, so they were just playing, just playing music until they had someone in. It there. It was the best. I bet you it was probably their highest ratings, dude. I went in there and I was like. This is everything we've ever wanted. Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Joe Diffie. You had everything from the 60s to the 2000s. Everything we loved. Like, I was like, this is what country radio needs to be. Because in Colorado, I don't know if it's different. Other, We don't have a classic country, a 90s country. We just have new pop country all day, every day. Mm-hmm. We have seven stations of it now. But anyway, yeah, if I took over, like... What people recommend and ask for is not what the radio is playing. Granted, I'm not saying we don't like those new songs sometimes. Sometimes those new songs are great. Like Morgan Wallen, big country guy right now, fucking dude creates hit after hit. It's not that I don't like his songs, but I like Johnny Cash more. Or maybe not even more. I mean, I got the guy tattooed on my arm. I like him a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not going to get Morgan Wallen tattooed on you, are you? No. Yeah. I mean, maybe when I'm 50, if he connects with me as much as Johnny Cash did. But <laughs> no, it's just... That's not the people's choice. That's just what we're given. Mm-hmm. Like we're given. These it's like the Super Bowl halftime. How many times do you see Madonna, Shakira, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and all these people just, you know, oh, I haven't played it in three years. Okay, let's go do Super Bowl again. Yeah. Let the people vote and then you'll actually know. Yeah. And what I find funny is they say it's people's choice and they say there's voting. I've never voted on these things. But they're not. I remember in the early 2000s, text your number yeah. now to 555 with your answer A, B, C, or D, and we'll know in 30 minutes. Yeah, but they gave you four options. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I got to pick between the four people, and that's the only four people they play on the radio. Mm-hmm. Where today, back to the whole culture movement, and hopefully shit doesn't go over people's heads, we're seeing shit like Tom McDonald chart the fucking top of the billboard list with a song. Granted, I I really enjoy his overtly political music, but the song he won with was a love song about his girlfriend. Got to number one fucking on everything guy doesn't have a label it's him his girlfriend and his mom and dad yeah like that's the crew that's the label there's no label you know i'm a big fan of a guy called upchurch another dude who's love him or hate him independent as fuck and he's been on billboard a bunch of times you know he he was the one who in my opinion made luke combs famous you know who luke combs is yeah okay yeah he made luke combs famous in fact, Luke Combs went so mainstream, he went back and they tried to get Upchurch to take down a song they did together that was called Can I Get a Rebel, I think is what it was called, because Luke Combs held up a rebel flag, oh my God. <laughs> and then funny. he went major and couldn't have that image, you know. And they tried to get Upchurch, but he's independent. He's like, go tell my label. Who's my label? Yeah. Me. Sue me. <laughs> so he's like, you got nothing. I yeah. have the rights to this music. I own the rights. 
You can't make me do shit because I'm independent. You can't go to Sony and tell Sony they need to take my shit down. Like that's what happens with a lot of these big mainstream things. Mm-hmm. And that's, we're getting to a world, like I said, you got a lot of independent people topping these ch- movie, ch- or not movies, but music charts and shit. Yeah, they're, they're just topping charts everywhere, left and right, no matter yeah. what the chart is, because it's independent. No one can control what I say. Exactly. And that's what the people want. You know, Tom McDonald got up there because he, on his Instagram and his personal socials, he was telling people, call your local radio station, ask for my song. And you'd hear all these DJs, I've never heard of this guy. And you hear the song and it's a good song. And everyone's like amazed by it, you know? And they're like, oh, like no one's ever heard of this guy. No, you haven't heard of this guy because you're stuck with your four mainstream people. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the guy's selling millions of records on his own out out of his fucking apartment. You know, we've heard of them. That's the people's choice. Yeah. You know, everyone always said uh, Tom McDonald and uh, Rich uh, from Big and Rich. Okay. Tom McDonald Rich. and Rich just released a song, you know, together. So it's like, and it's doing fucking great. It's, an, it's not my favorite. Yeah. Song. When, you, when you're not tied down to corporate chains, you literally can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at Kid Rock. That's probably the most famous example of a guy who chooses not to give a fuck and doesn't have to give a fuck because there is no leash on that guy you know like, what, you know what's really cool about kid rock you know he built the white house i'm in his music video are you yeah. oh i think you mentioned that before yeah yeah that's crazy dude the guys i love that guy because they're like are you worried about getting canceled and he's all by fucking who <laughs> yeah he does whatever the fuck he wants because he backs himself mm-hmm. he ain't got to worry about no one telling him what to do what not to do that's the people's choice. Yeah, and he's so rich. He's like, oh, no, I'm canceled. Oh, no, I'm broke. Yeah, not going to happen. He built his own version of the White House in Tennessee. Did he right now? Yeah. Okay. I guess he's got like an all-gold bathroom where everything's fucking just gold. Gold toilet, gold shower, gold handles. Oh, man. I know, yeah, I know a guy that's friends with um, Kid Rock where they uh, – he lives in Nashville. You mean Bob? That's what his friends call Kid Rock. Kid Rock, if you're friends with Kid Rock, you get to call him Bob. Oh, really? I think that's his real name. I, I just know <laughs> that uh, he's been over to Kid Rock's house a bunch and had dinner and stuff with them. Well, because I don't know if I can say his name, but anyways, he knows he knows Kid Rock. And the, there's another middleman that helped co-write um, We the People, which is the video I'm in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's met him a bunch of times and he's been out of his property. But yeah, I mean, I can ask him if he, if he has an all-gold bathroom. Yeah. I've heard, well, Joe Rogan went and hung out at his house and Joe Rogan talked about it. Oh, okay. Well, if Joe's been there, then <laughs> it, it's fucking It's true. pretty established. A bunch <laughs> of guys have talked about it, but everyone thinks it's crazy because you go out to the middle of Tennessee, I think, and it's yeah. like, dude, there's a, the White House. It's the redneck White House. He literally <laughs> built a copy of the White House, but you go inside and it's Kid Rock style. It's fucking gold awesome. showers, elevator. I mean, there's probably a silver platter with two fucking kilos of Coke wide open for the taking, knowing him. I mean, the guy's crazy. does whatever he wants. But it just goes back to like, do you ever hear people talking about him when he releases a new song like on, you know, uh, mainstream radio station or the news? Like, oh, Kid Rock's new CD. No, you hear Beyonce this, Beyonce that. And it's like, I know a lot of people like Beyonce, but you're also forgetting a lot of people like Kid Rock. Yeah, a lot of people (laughs) like Kid Rock. So it's like, like, these people are just disconnected. So I guess to wrap this episode up, all I'm saying is be more vocal about what you really feel. And these guys, the, what this whole episode is about is the, the disconnect, right? Don't 
so many people choose to listen to these people and think what their opinions say are valid and think what they're telling you is the truth. And all I'm saying is think about it. They're so disconnected that this year over Top Gun, over Avatar. In 2022. In 2022, they picked everything, everywhere, all at once. A movie that I guarantee you nine out of of 10 blue collar people probably haven't heard of. So before you Unless it's a movie that their wife or girlfriend made them watch. Who knows? It's not even a chick flick. It's fucking weird. Who knows? South Korean with a bunch of people no one's ever heard of. But I'm just saying, before you go thinking these mainstream people, these big actors, review people, critics, all these fucking people that are always telling us they know what we think, Top Gun did not win. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I wouldn't even, What what's the saying? Uh, take what they say with a grain of salt. I wouldn't even take it with a grain of salt. It's so disconnected. Like, that's how disconnected it was. I wouldn't even tell people to take it with a grain of salt. I'd completely fucking ignore it. Just let it go in in one year and out the other. Don't even let it go in one year. Stop. Just don't acknowledge don't do their it. existence. <laughs> that's how I feel. I don't fuck fuck the Oscars. Dude, I quit watching all that shit. So so long. It's, I, I it's like when I, I I've never watched it. It's never been my thing. I just. You, you see it on all the news and Facebook shit that you watch and you're going to catch it eventually. Like Oscar this, I, like I didn't watch it, but everybody's seen the video of Chris Locke getting slapped by Will Smith. That was fucking great. But I'm just saying, this is how disconnected those people are. So before everyone goes around and says, or believes these people and they say, we know what they think, or this is what the people want. No, we don't. We wanted Top Gun. Keep my wife's <laughs> name out your motherfucking mouth. I, the, the, we can't the, start on that. I got so much to say about that. <laughs> the article I love seeing is ratings are down. And that's like, ha good for you. Good. And I just think that's because more people are like us. And they're like, you know, dude, these people don't know what I give a fuck don't about. Don't care about your award ceremony to, to showcase anywhere, anywhere, at any time. But, whatever the fucking movie's called. Yeah. So just remember, guys, all these fucking people that are like, they say they know what we want. They probably don't. And start getting more vocal about what we want. Go support Tom McDonald. Yeah. You want Blue Collar Syndicate to be a little bit more successful. You yeah. want to buy a rocket shirt or hat. If someone's gross and repulsing, tell them they're gross and repulsive. If they don't look like a woman, tell them they don't look like a woman. <laughs> Just be nice. You can disagree and be nice. It's all right. You can. Anyway, let's uh, wrap this up. I think, yeah, to wrap this up, don't <laughs> don't forget that we still have a contest going. Well, no. When does this episode come out? Is there, is it, is, it's still going. It's still going, guys. And all you have to do is find episode 22 clip on all three social medias. I almost said Pinterest. I was, I was talking about that earlier today, but on Facebook, YouTube, not you. God damn. I'm fucked up. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. episode 22 giveaway. All you have to do is comment on it saying you can, all you have to do is put blue collar syndicate on there. You can say, I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. I listen to it. Whatever you want to say, just say blue collar syndicate in the comments. Albert's done. It looks like he has to go to the bathroom. I got to pee like a... Is it rushing racehorse or a Russian racehorse? God damn it. I don't know. <laughs> Just go to the bathroom. I'll All keep right. talking. <laughs> so Albert says he's out. But yeah, other than that, everyone, go check out our socials. And they're in clickable links. So you don't... The, the clickable links save time. So that way you have more time to type Blue Collar Syndicate in the comments. And we're going to do... A live giveaway. We're we're planning on a live giveaway. We're gonna draw numbers, not numbers. We're gonna draw live, and you get to watch us record an episode live. And if you don't watch it, then you get to listen to it. But it's gonna be fun. 
And I hope you guys have a great day. Albert's Pissing. See you next week.